everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality. We believe in personal growth through business success. Today, Hallie and I have a wonderful conversation too. I tried this twice before, by the way, and it didn't work out, so I had to reboot this. In case you guys are ever wondering, listening, be like, do they ever edit those things? And like, usually we don't. No, but usually. sometimes it takes you like two or three yes. tries. You know what? Because you don't always. Yeah, it does. Depends on on, <laughs> yeah. on the morning too. But you know what? I always enjoy when people are doing the live podcast. It doesn't matter who it is, and they're like, "Hey, you can edit that part if you want to." And they don't edit it, and they actually keep it raw. I actually yeah. enjoy hearing. Don't you? Like, you're like yeah. it's like you almost like you got something that was. I feel like we deeper. may have edited like once or twice but it's very very rare yeah, it is very rare we try to just keep it free-flowing and that's why it's you know Hallie's perfect but I'm not so it's like <laughs> it's one of those things um but we're gonna start off today with a uh with a quote um from Mark Zuckerberg Zuck uh who was recently on a Tim Ferriss podcast and he said um I was talking to a friend who was single recently and we were talking about why she was single And I do just think some people want to go through life with partnerships more than others. I think that there are some people who they want a co-founder or they want a partner who they can run the thing with and who they can have the experience with on a day-to-day basis. And then there are other people who are like, okay, no, I'll just have a team of five or six people around me. I'll be the leader, the founder, but I don't need another person. I just think that that's different. Mm-hmm. And so in this context, we actually brought this up in one of our last podcasts about some people prefer to be in partnerships and some people do not. Yes. So what do you think about that? Well, I just think it's so, <laughs> it's so true. I can just think of so many different examples, whether it's in our, my own life or whether it's, well, Stan, Sheryl Sandberg was a great, cause he was talking about that whole conversation. Yes. He started talking about that he and Sheryl Sandberg had been working together for like 15 years. Yes. And I mean, the fact of the matter is either one of them could have absolutely done, been highly successful, built businesses on their own, but they both preferred to be in partnership and to kind of, they intentionally chose partnerships to build their careers and build their businesses. And I always think of it um, as um, an example of people in business, but also an example of, yes, like people who prefer to be in a relationship or be single or also even team sports versus People who are yeah. do individual sports, like a gymnast, is way different than somebody who plays lacrosse or even golf, right? Like, be, oh, yeah. like I use it. Like, yes, there's a team around you, and I get that concept. You have coaches around you, yeah, but they're not really. But it's, a, it's not the same. No, it's not a team. I mean, golf is not a team sport. Yes, I agree. Well, somebody Marathon might argue that there's and I agree. Triathlons are not a team sport, right? Unless you're yeah. unless you're like in the Olympics, and it's like the it's individual then team which you can celebrate. But again, I, yeah, yeah you're, no, we're on the same page. Sport. Yes, I, I agree. Like lacrosse or baseball. I mean, it's, it's Football, you, yeah, like, you're relying on other people to do that yes, versus more of like an individual performance. Play versus solely being and You know what's funny too is like, actually, if you think about that, you think about some players, I can just think of a few right now in like, like, um, uh, like Alex Rodriguez is an example that comes to mind, whereas he is in a team sport, but really played as an individual and wanted more of the stats and the price tag that came along with it. And so they actually, so teams suffered with him being on it, even though he was such an amazing player because he didn't fall into the whole aspect of really being a team Mm, until later on. And like, even I think Michael Jordan to a certain extent early, early on in his career, if I'm remembering the, um, the documentary on him, well, like he, I mean, he was so good that like he may have just actually won, but like they talked about how he wasn't really playing as a team. Remember when Phil Jackson had to sit him down and basically walk through the whole thing of like, you need to actually become a leader, right. which is kind of saying the same thing, right? Well, like yeah, you need to be more in the team sport. More naturally, le- I do think lean towards, well, I mean, same with, um, you, I almost think you can use so many different examples. Think of artists, like there are those who are, um, you know, singers, individual singers. 
And then there are ones who are part of bands. Yeah. Like it yes. is a different yeah. type of, and they could probably have been successful doing either one, but they're naturally pulled to one or the other. Um, personally, I'm pulled more to partnership as we know. Um, Both of us. Yeah. A lot of people have asked me over the years, well, why don't you just go do something on your own or what, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but why would I want to? Yeah. I'm definitely more about being two plus two is five. Yes. Yeah. For lack of a better word. I mean, I'm, that's just how I'm built. Well, I think it's, it's powerful conversation because you can use this in your business context and you kind of use it to help, um, ask questions for you. Like maybe something's not working out and maybe it's because one of you or you and your partner are actually not this. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to remember a couple things on this is that just because you want to, um, I think, uh, Zuck says this well here, um, we're at the end of the quota says, okay, no, I'll just have a team of five or six people around me and I'll be the leader and the founder and the person who runs it all. It still doesn't mean you don't have employees. Sure. That's right. what I want people to yeah. like get away or like, or I use even examples like it still doesn't mean you don't have coaches around you. Right. It's just, you're the lead. Like you are the yes. center of it. Good or bad. It's not saying it's ego thing. It's just, it's just mean that like you want to be the one you don't want, you don't want to share that with anybody else. Yeah. I think, um, a lot of small businesses and, and or solopreneurs, I think are, are good. Yeah example where they really want to have no rules, have all the freedom, all the control. And then they maybe will have a team around them because they'll Mm -hmm. outsource. They might have one or two employees, um, but they don't want to be in, you know, making decisions with them on a daily basis, or maybe they don't want to be financially tied to anybody else, or they don't want to be dependent on somebody else's needs, for lack of a better word, to build a business or or for their career. So we see this in real estate brokerage. Actually, we see this in real estate construction too. And I was thinking of the same context of like framers, people who actually stick frame or put up the house themselves, right? There are people that want to actually be part of a larger team. That's more of like a commercial team because it's much larger in there or people want to just go, Hey, I want to go frame up uh, a house. Like right now we have a guy over at our place putting together some stuff for us at our house. And I'm always asking like, how come you don't go work and and build, you know, and get another person and have another individual with you and go build houses. You could, you know, you can make more money or whatever it is. is." He's like, I just don't want to work with somebody else. That's literally what his response to me. And it's not bad or wrong. He's still doing his thing. He's like, Oh, I only want to take on jobs that I can only do myself. And it's actually so funny. We're just bringing this up, but I was talking to our pool guy who opened our pool yesterday, actually. And it was fun to celebrate that for Vermont of opening that up and seems early April. it was but the water's the water was 88 oh, so wow. it's 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 actually it's funny as a side note we were and if you live in cold Vermont is the seventh coldest state uh in the country uh average you know the average temperature of Vermont is 42 degrees um I'm it's, not <laughs> it's not when I heard that I was like man it sounds that sounds not good yeah. but in in January the high the average high is like 10 so it's, it's like right, it, right. and it, it kind of cross references yeah. but anyways he was saying you know 10 15 years ago People then open their pools, particularly like in Vermont, as we're referring to, like until basically like late May, because there was no way to heat them and they didn't have an auto cover. And remember the old plastic covers you tried to like roll out to try to keep the heat in? Yes, we did too in those things, right? And he said, as technology has improved, people are now getting way more out of their pools. Like us, we have it open from April until November. That's awesome. And because you have a, you have a heater, it's much more efficient and you have those auto cover now. So the auto cover keeps all the heat in, mm-hmm. not all of it, but like 90% of the heat in, even though it's freezing outside, I said freezing 30 or 40 degrees for a low, and it maintains that heat. Uh, and the heaters became much more efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually, I don't know where I was going with that story, but was, oh, you know what I was going with, with Colin? Yes. Um, so anyways, the guy was, the guy was over at my house and, um, 
And I was like, Hey, you know, how come you're not putting you know, that many pools in this, this year? And he goes, because I don't want to rely on anybody else's help. I lost people last year. It was an issue putting these things in. I enjoyed doing it. But the maintenance thing of just like, he has a contract, like 40 different houses that he does weekly in condo associations. He's like, I only have to rely on me. That's where I was going with it. He yeah. literally used that language. as He's like, it's only, I only have to worry about me. Yeah. And, and that's what I was actually going to say is that I think a lot of, it's not like, oh, I don't want to work with anybody exactly. else. Exactly. It's, it's not like a, not antisocial thing. It's, right. It's that they don't want to be, I think it's, they don't want to be responsible for anybody yeah. else in lots of ways, responsible for their well-being, responsible for their paycheck, responsible yes. for making sure that they stay busy, responsible for their happiness. Like, yeah. Some people just don't want to do that. Well, you see, because you see somebody like Warren Buffett, who's always in partnerships, right? right? Not only Charlie Munger, but just he partners with other businesses. When he buys a company, he buys the people that are in there. So he doesn't actually, so he actually wants to partner up. I think the same type of concept that Warren applies is what Livian is to a certain extent from the brokerage side, right? We partner with highly successful real estate agents, right? As, mm-hmm. the, as, as team owners, right? If you're to partner with, and then if they're, if they're an individual, they can partner with one of our teams, uh, the local operator. But really what we try to do there is, is, and this is kind of going back to the fundamental of this conversation, which is entrepreneurship, right? Like those intrapreneurs who, what would your definition of that entrepreneur be? Well, do you want a really good definition from investopedia.com? Read it. Entrepreneurship refers to a system that allows an employee to act like an employee to act like an entrepreneur within a company or other organization. Entrepreneurs are self-motivated, proactive, action-oriented people who take the initiative to pursue an innovative product or service. An entrepreneur knows failure does not have a personal cost as it does not, as it does for an entrepreneur since the organization absorbs losses that arise from failure. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think that goes, that goes well with what we do at Livian, which is we are a platform for people to be entrepreneurial within a framework. And without, without, taking all of the all losses, of the losses or that's, all of the financial risk. That's exactly right. And for right. me as an employee, I, I, I really believe, and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur and, and I think a lot of force multipliers are entrepreneurs because this is exactly what we are. We want to act entrepreneurially. We want to have autonomy. We are proactive, self-motivated, high achievers, but at the end of the day, we don't actually want to, most of us don't really want to take on all of yeah. the risk. And yeah. so partnership is a great option. I also think you can see it from that angle. And then in addition to that, there's other f- folks, I think about it from more of like the entrepreneurship side. Uh, well, the entrepreneurship, but more of that, more of a different flavor to the entrepreneur that they want to be able to have, which is, uh, I still want to, uh, have room. I, it's, it's not about taking all the risk. Like I think I'm just thinking about some of our CEO operators yeah. who are incredibly well, employees. So it's a they're not, different. yeah, but they're incredible, yeah. but they're still part of the platform to be able to have frameworks and models so that it can actually accelerate them and yeah. grow their business faster in a partnership. I guess that's almost why anybody would join a franchise or buy a franchise, whether it's McDonald's or Subway or right, instead of, create instead their of creating their own, because shop, there's a, there's a program yeah. that actually is there that you fundamentally are applying to your business to actually grow yeah. it. So you don't have to create everything yet. It's allowing you to be entrepreneurial within a framework. Yes. It's the same exact. And that's why once you actually get a organization that's up and running and you've scaled to a certain extent, it makes it easier why people, Walmart is so successful because they have the model down and it works, right? Starbucks is so successful. They have the model down and it works, right? McDonald's, right? Or Burger King, any of these things, right? They Yeah. And, and I was just going to say that I, I definitely would argue that like our CEOs are not entrepreneurs. They are, they are entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, I think they're both. Within a f- operating within a framework, much like I don't think a... Um, somebody who opens a Starbucks franchise, although I don't know if that's even an option. No, it's not. Starbucks, yeah, no, Subway is a good example. Okay, Subway. Um, I consider them, them entrepreneurs. I wouldn't consider them an entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs, I think, are really, um, it applies more to an, an employee than it does to 
again, somebody who is taking financial risk and having to buy into a model and a system yeah. that's going to accelerate their growth. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. It's like, I think it's a little bit of both, right? It's like they're buying into more of, because if you're, they're buying into a model that they see of achieving more success higher together. And so they still want to be in partnership. Yeah, it's partnership. Yeah, versus yeah. them going out on their complete own and saying, I'm going to go own this myself. I don't want another yes. model. I just want to go do it. Whether I fail or succeed, it doesn't matter. I want to go do it that way. That's yes. kind of the point that I was making is yeah. that they come in and they're like very entrepreneurial, which is why you have to have everyone have their unique dance steps, right? So part of when you're fostering this type of environment, like an, as an entrepreneur uh, in your organization, organization. How are you allowing people their freedom and flexibility? How are I you feel al- like they have the same dance steps, but maybe they have like different arm moves. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> different hair. Yeah. So like there's different they, jacket they can on. flame yes. flavor to it, but the yes. dance steps are the same. Yes. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of what you, what you look for. So it's like, are you fostering that type of environment? And maybe you are, or maybe you're not. You, I think you just need to get clear, like, which one are you doing? Right. I would much rather partner with entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs as a creative of a platform and accelerate entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. Some other people may just look at that and go, I don't want to deal with any of that. I think that's kind of where we're standing. So you may, you may be in a situation where you're going, Hey, I'd rather actually be in a more of like a, a platform type experience or more having somebody more not telling you what to do, helping guide you to the better decision-making that in, inevitably is a model and a system that helps you grow faster. Right. Which I think again, just goes back to the beginning of the conversation with is Some people want the partnership exactly, and some people want to do it on their own, figure it out on their own, create it on their own yeah. and don't necessarily want partnership, which yeah. is also fine. I think it's just two different types of individuals. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, something I was going to say was really important. It's good. You just, I just Sorry. lost it. No, that's all right. Um, what would you say that from like in, from an actual, like an employee as like a founder and force multiplier relationship, mm-hmm. like you started talking on that, just kind of break that down a little bit more. I know you recently wrote an article on it, so break that down. Well, I think it's just so interesting from all of the EAs or chiefs of staff that I've talked to over the years that what I've come to realize is, is the ones who, um, I think the the ones who find the um, like the strength and the fulfillment in the partnership are definitely more of that entrepreneur type individual. Yeah, but not always. Um, and then what, where I see what where I see a lot of struggle is where the, we have these highly entrepreneurial force multipliers who are working with executives who don't understand partnership. And mm-hmm. that's actually where I see a lot of yes. the, the issues are when one person wants partnership, whether it's an entrepreneur or not, whatever, but when one person wants partnership and the other doesn't, um, and, and it could be the opposite way, but of course I'm usually talking to chiefs of staff or EAs who are struggling with their executive who is like, I can do, check my own emails. I can manage my own calendar. I don't need you in the meetings. I don't need to give you context about what's going on. They don't really want a partner. They just want someone to take orders mm. um, versus those force multipliers who believe everything that we just said. Yeah. If they're not equally working with somebody who has that same philosophy, it, do, it just doesn't work. Yeah. They're always rubbing up against each other. So I do think you need to find somebody who has the same philosophy. Do you think somebody can be a force multiplier and not be an entrepreneur? Yeah. So meaning that, yeah, that's what I thought too. I, I, I think so, but I don't know if, Maybe not the same. Yeah. If you don't give somebody, yeah, if you don't give somebody the full responsibility of being the entrepreneur, like I would think that if I just gave you orders, we wouldn't be as effective as a team. 
That's what I was saying. Like, because maybe sure. that's because I don't want, maybe because I truly want to be in a partnership. I think what I was going to say before where I, where I lost my thought was one of the most important things about going into a partnership like this is that you actually both want to really be in a partnership. Yeah, yeah. I was exactly. on a call the other day where this team was coming in potentially and, and, and there were some issues with one of the, one of the other members of the team who actually owned the team. And basically I just said, Hey, look, if, the, if you don't want to be part of a partnership, then we're not going to do this because it's never going to work. You're going to be, you're going to look for everything that doesn't work. Look, cause here's the thing. And you know this, you do this in relationships and business or anything, right? The minute something you decided that you don't really want it to work, you can find everything that's wrong with everything. I don't care if, if it's the most perfect situation, you can still find something wrong with it. it's too hot. There's too much snow here, right? <laughs> or I don't really like the way they're showing up anymore. I don't really think they're leading properly. anymore. You will find ways to get out of that partnership or convince yourself that they're not the right partner. So the first thing is if you want to get into like an entrepreneurship or as an employee or a non-employee partner, like I have partners in every single one of my businesses, right? That are not employees or partners of mine. You got to first understand that you really want to be in a partnership. Yeah. Because absolutely. if you, if you don't, and, it, and by the way, if it starts getting to a point where somebody else doesn't want to be, you, you have a choice. You can, you can either divorce, right? That's why operating agreements are there. I mean, really it should be called disagreements because nobody pulls out an agreement when everybody's in agreement. <laughs> it's only when people are in disagreement, which usually happens during exits, right? or dilutions or things like that, um, or capital raises or capital calls. But so w under that impression, it's, you have to make that decision. Like, do I really want to be in this partnership? And if you don't, again, going back to what I was saying, you will find every reason why not to. Mm -hmm. So that's why you go back and say, is it actually true? Or am I just actually finding these things? Or is it just a tough spot? And I need to actually have a conversation. Cause sometimes I've had people in our world where we've had conversation. They're like, yeah, you know, thank you for having this conversation. Provide some clarity to me. I think I was just starting to see all the things I didn't really like. And I'm going, of course you did because you started your mind started to pull you off course and started telling you, cause that's really what is happening is all the reasons why you shouldn't be part of this partnership. And so it's either reminding people so they can get, take a step back and see it or separating, right? If it's time to go, it's time to go, right? It's just going to happen in life. I don't care if you're Amazon or if you're, Elon Musk. I mean, but it is better to find those things out before you get into 100%. And for an employee, especially in the, in a force multiplier position where if you're not partners, then I, I would find it incredibly difficult to do the job as an EA or as a chief of staff, if you're not in a partnership, but during the interview process, you have, you need to also interview that executive and make sure that your yes. leader, your boss is, is uh, naturally inclined to partner because if not, yeah. it's, you're just going to be like pulling teeth the entire yeah. time. Well, you want to be, and you want the partnership means you're both plugged in. Yeah. Because it's like when people are not plugged into a partnership, then that's when their mind starts going. It's like in a relationship, right? If you are wonderful, happy for years and all of a sudden like one day you're like, hey, I'm not plugged in as much. Your your mind starts telling you, oh, well, maybe they've changed. Maybe I've changed. Maybe this didn't go this way, right? And you start buying into that. But then I, I've even done this personally with friends. I've been like, well, I haven't seen that person for a while. And I start formulating my own idea about why we haven't done, we haven't seen this person. or done. Then all of a sudden I get around them. I'm like, well, this person's awesome. Mm -hmm. And it, I just, re, it was just a, for me, it was like one of those aha moments. I was like, man, I just allowed my mind to take me down a journey that was not productive at all. Telling me why, um, they weren't in your life, they weren't in my life or why they weren't important, why I shouldn't hang out with them, whatever it is. And so I think we can just, we just do this so much in partnership. So again, it's why it's so important to stay plugged in, stay relevant, and then burst a conversation when it needs to happen, whether it's a, you know, an entrepreneur chief of staff type of relationship with the founder of like, Hey, something's not going right. What does it look like? Be open to those conversations so you can maintain that partnership because partnerships really, um, they're really in alignment when you can share, right? When you mm -hmm. can communicate really effectively with each other about things that are going on. And if you're able to do that, then the little seeds don't get built up. 
All right. And same thing with the relationship. If you can communicate really well with your partner, then those little seeds don't get built up. And so it's important in partnerships that you do that. And then again, as you said before, is if you don't want to be in a partnership, you just be very clear that you shouldn't be going to look for a partnership, even though it's like, well, should I do this? Should I not? Like, no, just there's no right or wrong here. Right. You just really need to know yourself. Yes. Yeah. So what are, what would you say um, if somebody is sitting down and going like, what is the first step I can do to determine whether or not like I'm somebody that should be in a partnership? Yeah, that's a a good question. I mean, I I just always go back to just doing some self reflection and maybe even just looking back over your life. Like, have you naturally been pulled into partnership in your life? Did you play individual sports? sports? Did you play team sports? Did you, were you was, you know, solo artist? Did you participate in band? Did you join clubs or did you want to do things on your, I mean, I think those are all just little signs and you can just start thinking about how it doesn't mean that's who you are now yeah but it certainly can give you some little signposts about well where where do I prefer to be and then I always go back to like how do you want to spend your day if you really just want to spend your day doing individual contributor type work and maybe talking to just a couple of people that's a lot different than getting into becoming an entrepreneur in an organization where you're gonna have to be highly plugged in or that's different than wanting to have a huge team around you that you partner with. I mean, it's just different. Like how do you want to spend your day? Yeah. From the, uh, thank you for that. You know, I think from the brokerage side too, we've seen this with some individual agents or even small, small teams where they've left over the years and they've been, and we've talked to them, Hey, there's nothing wrong. And like, it's all good. And they're just like, at the end of the day, I just don't want to plug in all this. Yeah. And they're just really real. And we, yeah. that's great. We'll build your golden bridge, help you get wherever you want to go. Thank you for the transparency of that. And they're just like, and they do, they, they go off and they just do their own little thing and, hang their shingle, whatever it is. Like they just, they just don't want to plug into all of that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you got to, and I also I, going to your point, I, I can think of somebody right now that played chess though, but loves partnerships. So it's not all or one, right? Like, no, because I played it, lacrosse and I was a gymnast. Yes. There you go. So, <laughs> like I am inc- highly introverted and yes. mostly prefer to be by myself most of the time. Yet I highly value a partnership like the one that we have. Yes. Um. So no, I don't think it's a hundred percent either or, so there's a lot of like, you've got to just really look at, the, I think, just question, get really curious yeah. about all of it. You know, and I'll see um, um, some sort of behavioral analysis can be can yes. be really helpful if you haven't taken one, have somebody verifying that. There's th- many out there that work that are effective to bring some awareness to it. And then again, it's just some, like you said, some self-reflection for those things. I also think if you're a an owner or a founder and you're looking at your staff, maybe you have a larger staff, you, you may want to, you can, you may look up and go, Hey, all these people are wonderful. They all plugged in, but you may have one person that's like, Hey, I wonder how can I support? It doesn't mean you need to go ri- get rid of anybody or they need to go leave. Right. It's more of like, how do you support that? So in the situation where somebody maybe isn't as, as they're an employee, maybe they're not like the next level leader, but maybe they're employed and they like their job, but they're more entrepreneurship. Like it's that individual contributor path. Right. Yeah. Where's well, it- I think most employee, I think, I mean, this might be a huge generalization, but if you are an employee, you have some level of desire for a partnership. Otherwise you would just be creating your own company. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Yeah. Well, I, just, I, I, I agree with that to a certain degree, but what if there's other constraints there? Like, like they what? don't money. I know. Look, look, you could argue against yeah, yeah, all yeah, those yeah. pieces. Like, Hey, I, I don't know. Raise I guess money. I just think that there's so many options right now. Like you were clearly pulled to create a company and not work yes. at, at a job. Yes. I'm clearly pulled to work at a company and not create my own. Yeah. 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 I remember even like when I was working at a job back in the, I was thinking about this the other day, um, where I'd work from like seven to five and I would come out of work and I wanted to work more. 
Like I really, like, I know it sounds funny, but like I really want, and it was something like I wanted to do that same job. Like I wanted to actually, I was like, maybe I'm going to write a book, but I'm like, what am I going to write a book about? I was like, what am I going to, you know, I just, there was, I, there was this deep yeah, this, like pull for wanting me to go contribute and do yeah, something. And then and I'm going to completely like <laughs> probably contradict what I just said, but I don't think that has to do with being an employee versus entrepreneur because as an employee, I also did the exact same thing. I know. Yeah. Like I took so, on but, it, but that's why jobs I, and wanted to but, create and do, no, yes, know, I did a whole I, bunch of stuff. But maybe at the same time, that is that though. Because that's the partnership where you're always growing and you've got good ideas. You bounce them back and forth. Well, and that's you being an entrepreneur. Something. Yeah. 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 But not all employees are entrepreneurs. Just yes. because you are an employee doesn't make you an entrepreneur. No, I think that's why you have very individual contributor paths. People come in there and they watch you. You know, and you and I have talked about this recently. There's a lot of people. I would say the majority of people that actually want to be told what to do and actually just want to be told what to do. Yeah. N- nicely with some autonomy. Exactly. On the how. Exactly. But yes. they want the direction. They want the direction. They don't want to be told like again, like, but it's because they're, they're being told to do because it's in a shared direction. Yes. Right. It's, but in, I would argue that an entrepreneur doesn't always want to be told what to do. Yeah. But even you, but like guide, you still like want guidelines. Yes. yes. I, maybe not told to do is a too strong of language for you. I just mean like even like just direction. Yeah. Or like, yeah. Hey, there's some clarity over here. Like, what does it need to do? Like I can just think of some employees in our, our world recently have just been like, I just want somebody to tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. I want, I need, I need a boss, right? Like, well, you'd had one, but like I actually want somebody who tells me more like almost on a daily basis. I think that in, even in the brokerage world, agents that become on teams, they may not like it, but they actually want to come on a team because they, they want a structure of what to do. So they don't have to get up and think. And I think that's part of what you can do as an organization, even for your employees, right? And I mean, it's not like you're not telling people not to think, right? It's more about your, your clarity and direction. I think it's incredibly valuable. Yeah. But so every day, if you were telling me what to do, I don't know how. Yeah, and, and, by, and well, and vice versa. If every day yeah. I had to tell you what to do, yeah, but I think exactly. it's I think it's really important that you you know and that's why I think different level leadership, right? But I think it's really important to make sure you have that clarity. So if you are leading an organization, just try to use this conversation as like, well, where do you think people are? Maybe you go around the room and everyone listens to this. You kind of figure out like, where, where do you think you are? What can I do to support you better? I think all this conversation that you and I were having about this was is gaining more clarity on who you are and getting more clarity on the people that are around you. Yeah, absolutely. and if you do that, that gives you the ability to have a a stronger relationship with your employee, with your partners, right. And making sure people are contributing equally different ways that are, that they're based on partnerships, whatever that is. It's, it's about this podcast was about clarity around people that are that entrepreneur versus that partnership, because what what this whole thing started, because when Tim Ferriss asked, how did their relationship work so well with Cheryl and Mark for so many years, he said, well, first, because we both really wanted to be in a partnership. And it was like an aha for me. I was like, wow, that was, that's a really good point there. And especially because we're, and they're both employees. So they're both employees and both owners, right? To a certain extent, because they both own parts of Facebook and they're both employees. So it's not only like one or the other, it's like, but that partnership really wanted to work. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really the most important foundation for any of this is like, again, so you could still be sitting at two employees who also own shares of the company, but that partnership has got to work. Kind of the things that we talked about today. And that would be the first place that I would start is like, okay, am I in a partnership with somebody and, and, and am I plugging in? Do I really want this to work? Like, how do I do this? Because fundamentally, um, again, I think partnerships are, are, can be wonderful if they equal, you know, two plus two is five, but if two plus two is one, that doesn't feel good either. Um, so you got to make sure that you're growing in that right direction. All right. So in the end, um, do you naturally seek out partnership in life or do you just think about like all the things we talked about today? And then I would also think about the people in your organization. Again, use this as a framework to have that conversation, have that aha, like it was for us, because I think when we're going out and hiring people, 
I'm also looking for that. Like how much does this person, I actually did use that as that example that I gave was after that. And I was like, huh, I need to make sure this partnership really wants to work. And it's just, it, we all know, know that. that. Not that they didn't want it. Yes. If they wanted to work, just did they even want partnership partner? Partner. Yes, place? exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. It doesn't matter. they wanted it to work. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was partnership the right thing for them? And so I think bringing that into your, your next level of growth that you have too, is making sure like, Hey, does this person really want to really want to be a partner? Right? Like, again, they can both be employees, but like, do they, they really want to do that? It's just a different tool to equip you with, to become a better leader. Hey everybody, thank you for joining us today. We are an entrepreneurship company, which means that we are always in growth mode. And what does that mean, Hallie? That we are always looking for and hiring great talent. Yes, we are. So here at Adam Hergenother Companies, we believe in creating a world large enough where no one ever has to leave. Whether that means becoming a realtor, transitioning to another position or organization, or growing into a C-level leadership position, the opportunities are available to those who prove themselves and are driven to grow and contribute to our organization. You can find all of our job listings on our website at adamhergenrother.com forward slash careers. Come join our team and develop yourself through business.